Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, it's Thursday, October 20th on Drive Time Lincoln. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander. He is going to be back tomorrow, right, Johnny, for Frogman Friday? Yes, sir. He, ready to rumble? He has mentioned on the air that be ready to call in because that's all tomorrow's about. So get call your in. calls ready, you know, make some notes, and uh, put 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 Jack on speed dial. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> get him going. So the voice you hear there is Johnny Cadillac producing the show. Thank you so much, Johnny. Of course, you know, whenever I'm filling in, I have to ask you a question. Yep. And today we're going to be talking about politics and voting. So my question to you is, do you do early voting, absentee voting, or do you like to vote in person? I Every time I voted, it's been in person really? the day of the election. Yep. Nice. Good job, man. Proud of you. So, so this time going to be the same thing, November 8th, you're going to be heading on in. Yep, planning on it. Now, right. it was rough. There's oh, a year or two ago I went to vote, and uh, I was without a car. And so I knew the middle school behind my apartment was where I'd... Actually, I don't remember where it was. I was vote. Oh no, it was a retirement home in front of my apartment yeah. that I had to go to. So I walked over there, and they had a sign up saying, "If you're here to vote, we're not doing it anymore." So you have to go over to the park, which was like, "Wow, they a, did a little uh, impromptu." Yeah, no, and it was way further walking, especially from that place <laughs> as opposed to where my apartment was. And it was cold out that day, so I was I was miserable, but I still made sure you my voice was heard. You did your duty. You did your duty. I submitted my votes. All right. So. <laughs> well, good job on that. But speaking of weather, it's not cold. I mean, we've got an epic weekend coming up, 76 and partly sunny right now. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going to be in the 80s. It's going to be super out. So get out there and enjoy some great weather. We've got a great show lined up for today um, with the final push for November 8th. Uh, election is in full swing. We're seeing all kinds of activity from candidates campaigning for our votes. Yard signs are everywhere. We've got 19 days away, I believe if I'm counting correctly, 19 days away from the vote. So I've asked the chairman of the Lancaster County Republican Party, Samuel Lyon, um, to walk in the studio, um, stop by, have a conversation, really let us know what's going on from the Republican side of things locally. So, Samuel, welcome to Drive Time. Thanks, Doug. Happy to be here. Ah, uh, This is great. It's going to be a great conversation. Um, before we get started, though, you know, we were talking, you grew up in Lincoln. Let's uh, hear more about your story and ultimately um, how you became the chairman for the Lancaster County Republican Party. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I was born and raised here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm born at Bryan Hospital, like, like, uh, many other, yes. uh, 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 Lincoln residents. Um, grew up here. Um, uh, had a, just kind of a small family business. Um, we did some, some roofing and some things like mm -hmm. that, some construction and, um, fell in love. Got married, <laughs> uh, uh, brought uh, my wife, who was not a Lincolnite, uh, back to Lincoln, and she was a small town girl, um, uh, born in, uh, 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 raised in Fall City area, yep, yep. and so she's a small town girl, and I said, well, Lincoln is kind of a big town, but it has that small town feel. It does, yep. And so uh, she said, okay, well, I'll give you a shot, <laughs> and uh, I uh, brought her back here. She loves it. We love it. We've got uh, four um, just beautiful, amazing uh, kids. Oldest is nine, youngest is three, and um, yeah, we we love it in Lincoln. One of the things that I love about Lincoln uh, is that uh, is that small town feel that that kind of where everyone uh, will wave in 
uh, drivers mm-hmm. in in traffic, and that's something that we hear from everyone else, right? If people come from California, they just can't believe how polite we are here and, and traffic is. And so I like to wave people in. I like to get waved in, not just because it helps each other out, um, but it, it's kind of a, a way to, to just be nice to each other. Oh, it's great. You know, we we uh, I grew up in a small town, Albion, Nebraska. Uh, my wife and I, we lived here for a while. We moved down to Dallas, big city, right, mm-hmm. in the Metroplex there, moved back. That's why we love Lincoln. And the reason why we moved back too is because we love just the town, the atmosphere, um, um, the uh, the school system has been really good for our kiddos, and we just love living here mm-hmm. because of the people. And um, obviously, you're involved in politics, and you want to see the best for this city take off. Um, you recently became the chairman of the Lancaster County Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Walk us through that process. How did you get involved in politics, and uh, leading you to where you are today, where you're leading the party here? So, my family's been involved in politics, not heavily, um, but kind of uh, on the peripherals. We'd help with some candidates um, that were running uh, with literature, a little bit of door knocking here and there. Not not a lot. Um, like many others in the um, this last couple years, uh, seen a lot of things go down. Yeah. And it's uh, stressed the importance of being involved uh, in the political aspect of things because uh Politics is the mechanism that defines who will be in charge and who makes the rules. Mm -hmm. And some of those rules uh, are great rules that we should have and makes for a great society. And some of those rules are not great rules, and they uh, kind of promote discord and uh, uh, some some problems. And... uh, Things that we've seen over the last couple of years, they, they, they just don't help our kids, uh, and, and they don't, uh, promote, uh, healthy family living. So, um, so you're chairman now. You took over about 60 days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, let's walk through, um, the Republican Party here in Lancaster County. Um, what are, what is your platform, uh, for the party itself and as you move forward? Great question. Yeah. So part of the, part of the, um, the party's job is to uh, identify and recruit both uh, Republican candidates, mm-hmm. but also um, to invite uh, non-Republicans uh, into the party mm-hmm. if they align with our platform. And that's why our platform is so important. And I, uh, I've got, I've got it here. It's on our our uh, slate card that we've been sending out. Um, it's also on our website, LCRPNE. Dot org, uh, but as as we kind of go through our platform, uh, sanctity of life mm-hmm. is on there. Uh, freedom of faith and religion, uh, safety and security, uh, and that's one that's uh, hit home in Lincoln here the last uh, last couple months. Um, fiscal responsibility, infrastructure, uh, education, um, uh, uh, election uh, accountability, and voter verification. Uh, and uh, right to bear arms. So those are some of the platform points that we have on our website. It goes into more detail of those. Um, but basically, that's our that's our invitation to people to say, uh, "Hey, if if these are if these are platform points that you identify with, if, if these are values that you believe are important, then we would invite you to uh, join the party. And if these are values as a candidate that you hold to." Um, then run as a Republican because we would love to support you. 
Now, that's the first time, and knowing you were coming in, um, I spent this week, got on the website, checked out the platform, read through it all, which was great. How can people get a uh, copy for themselves so they can go through that? Yeah, so again, it's on our on our website, lcrpne.org, um, and the tab that says Platform. Um, but also, uh, part of our um, re-engagement uh, with the community is to send these cards uh, with our platform um, to voters mm-hmm. in, in the county. And so um, if you're a voter in the county, um, Republican or independent, um, you'll, you'll probably be receiving one of these cards um, that, uh, that has our platform on it. And I would encourage you to look that over and, uh, and see if that's something that you, uh, that you uh, can, uh, agree with or you you identify with mm-hmm. the website lcrpne.org correct that's correct and you can also go check them out on the facebook uh on their facebook page as well um it is 517 you're listening to drive time lincoln on 1499 3 klm we're talking with the chairman of the lancaster county republican party samuel lyon now what have you you know you've been doing this for about uh, 60 days as chairman what have been your priorities over the last two months so the priorities of the last couple months have just been to um, make incremental change for the better. And that's uh, uh, just concentrate on the fundamentals. Um, so one of the things that we uh, identified with was our fundraising model. You know, so one of the things that uh, the chairman's role has been in the past is fundraising. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes that's through just large gifts from places. And sometimes that's through small gifts. But um, one thing that we've uh, identified that we wanted to focus on was the the sm- the small monthly model, right? And what that does is allows um, Republicans and conservatives in the in the county to ha- to have a share in what's going on a- a- in the party, and allows for uh, allows for us to have a little he- um, some some scheduling of how, about how much is coming in, and that allows us to. Uh, kind of forecast mm-hmm. what we'll have to be able to budget for these slate cards to be mailed out, um, uh, to run some of our other programs and campaigns. And, uh, so that's one thing that we focused on. Um, and, uh, also our, our recruitment of candidates, our, uh, um, just re-engagement with the community. And that's one, that's the, the second piece to that is really re-engaging with voters at their doors, mm-hmm. uh, and meet them where they're at. Working families, uh, have really busy days and busy weeks and busy years. And as a party, we want to re-engage with voters where they're at in their communities. I'm intrigued by that process as you're helping people go door to door and, and, um, speak. How do you make it comfortable so it's not icky? You know what I'm saying? So it's not uncomfortable for a person either going out to share or to answer the door. So, so, um, so a couple things that we'll do is, uh, you know, we have our, um, we have our, our, our app on our, our phones, mm-hmm. right? So when we send people out, uh, we, we send them to mostly, there's there they know uh what the vote who the voter is right they know if they're a republican or an independent or a democrat voter and they uh so they know what they're getting into mm-hmm. um a, a lot of times we've decided hey let's let's uh reengage with re with republicans and independents first right let's let's repave those way ways first and you know that's been uh i think a lot of times with politics people think um 
oh, this is, I'm not going to want to talk to them, they're not going to want to talk to me. And in some cases, that is the case. Because it's become so polarizing, like you said, the last couple of years have changed a lot of things. Right, exactly. And, you know, we realize that the the platform, our platform, is not for everybody, Mm -hmm. um, but it's for a lot of people. And so... um, so that's one way that we uh, we kind of prep our volunteers for who, which doors they're going to. They know if they're voters and how often they vote. I I, I noticed that Johnny said that uh, when he votes, he always votes in uh, in person, mm-hmm. right? So that's public record how often you vote. And so when we re when we engage at the voter level, uh, we know if they vote every time or if they uh, only vote part of the time. And so part of our um, re engagement is to Try to offer, uh, uh, try to overcome the hurdles of either getting to the vo- voting place um, or or whatever hurdle that is of of just not voting because mm-hmm. it's so important to uh, to keep our our city on track. Uh, let's go back to the fundraising part. How do you support your candidates then uh, here in the in the county? What are different ways that you do that? Because I'm assuming if you're doing fundraising, does part of that money then go to help the candidates, or is it just for the overall platform? How does that work? Yeah, so um, a lot of candidates have their own fundraising platform, and most of them do, and they'll hold fundraisers. Um, they will fundraise for their campaign. Mm-hmm. Those campaign dollars are are go towards their specific campaigns. Um, but what the party offers is – uh, support over time, right? Support over time, um, both to, uh, you know, kind of the more the top of the ballot campaigns that get a lot of the notoriety, right. but also some of those lower ballot campaigns that maybe they're, maybe this is their first time campaigning, uh, and they, they, uh, need a little, little more, um, help paving the way, uh, to, to give them, to put them in a place where they can have a successful race. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those dollars go to, uh, can be, can be used for any campaigns or all the campaigns. One of the things that we focused on is these slate cards that have, uh, 61 of our Republican candidates on it. And so every time that the party mails one of these slate cards or prints one of these slate cards to send out, it helps all 61 of those candidates. Mm. So, uh, if you if if a if a conservative writes a, a check to a candidate, that will help that specific campaign. If they write a check to the party, it will help every campaign. That's good, and that slate card's really good. I mean, it gives you the whole list of who's running across the county, and uh, it's really good information to have. All right, let's talk about events. Do you have any specific events coming up over the next few weeks before election? Yeah. So. Um we we just had our Lincoln Reagan dinner, um, which celebrates the uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan, and uh, that was amazing, huge success, and uh, what an amazing time that we had there that evening. Um, uh, we've got a lot of fundraisers coming up, and uh, we've had you know quite a few. Also, opportunities to walk and knock for candidates. Um, you can find those events on our website, uh, lcrpne.org, um, slash events. But a couple that I would, uh, say is, uh, on this Saturday and actually the next three Saturday mornings, we're meeting at the, uh, NEGOP headquarters downtown, 16th and N, and we'll, we'll be organizing some, uh, kind of some walk and knocks at the campaign level or at the party level where we'll be handing out these slate cards to precincts and to to neighbors in those precincts. So that's uh 
that's one of the things that we're gearing up for at the at the party level. Okay, and if if people want to get involved with the process, maybe you know door knock, or maybe they want to go around and support the candidates, they can all find that information on your website again, lcrpne.org. Org. Well, Samuel, uh, I want you to stick around. We're going to have, uh, have you stick around the second half of the show and have a great conversation about more information. Specifically, uh, we're going to discuss some key races coming up uh, leading into the election for November 8th. Plus, if you've ever had an interest in running for office yourself, this is the time to tune in because Samuel's going to give, give us some information about how to do that if you're interested. It's 525. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. It's 528, 75 degrees outside. Beautiful. I'm uh, your host for today's show anyway, Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the Commander. is going to be back on, uh, well, tomorrow on Frogman Friday. Uh, weather for the weekend is going to be great in the 80s. Get out there and enjoy it. Let's uh, look at Husker Sports real quick because we got some good information happening, especially with the women's programs. Uh, let's talk about football first. The team has a bye week this week, and next game will be on Saturday. October 29th against number 18 Illinois. Kickoff will uh, be set for 2.30. Pre-game starts at 10.30. You can hear that game right here on KLIN. And also, make sure to tune in tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. for Husker Tailgate with LNK Today with Jack, Caleb, and Mike. We say Jack and friends, but it's a Jack, Caleb, and Mike. Uh, they'll give you a whole rundown of the weekend's matchups. The third-rated Husker volleyball team. They're on a roll. They beat number 12 Purdue last night in the sweep. Uh, this is a 10th consecutive win for Nebraska, improving the season record to 7 Seventeen and one, nine and zero in the Big Ten Conference. Nebraska has swept its last five opponents, which is crazy. So we're excited for them. Their next game is Saturday night. First serve at six o'clock. Pre-game at five thirty. You can hear that as well right here on KLIN. And how about the women's basketball team? Starting off the year, preseason ranked number twenty-two um, in the AP Top Twenty-Five. Um, it's their t- highest ranking, I think, since two thousand fourteen. And the Huskers are coming off a twenty-four and nine campaign. So we're excited for them. Also, we've got. The the uh, Magic Moments 20th anniversary for them, doubling uh, the number of honorees that we're going to uh, really encourage and support from 10 to 20. If you want more information about that, you can go to KLIN.com. Magic Moments brought to you by Union Bank and Trust. Samuel Lyon, the chairman for the Lancaster County Republican Party, will join us in the second half of the show. Fox News is up next. KLIN News as well with Tom Staten. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you so much for joining us on your drive home today. It's 537. Now, Johnny just corrected me because the commander always does the feel-like temp as well. So it's not just a matter of the temp, air temp, but feel-like. So it's 74, feels like 76. Oh, see, there you go. Actually feels warmer. 
um, outside than it is now. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander. He's going to be back again tomorrow. Um, well, we've been having a great discussion in the first half of the show with Samuel Lyon, the chairman of the Lancaster County Republican Party. If you missed the first half of the show, you can listen to it on the Drive Time Lincoln podcast. All you have to do is go to KLIN.com or you can find it on our 1400 KLIN app. Well, Samuel, you're joining us in the second half. We want to talk about just um, some elections that are co- or, uh, races that are coming up in the election on November 8th. But before I, you know, we really dig into some of those races, one of the questions I've had by several people is, you know, if I want to run for public office, where do I start? Like, how do I begin? How do I even look at like finding, you know, the the right office to run for? Can I get in, so, any support from anybody as I'm going through that process? And then, how would I learn to actually take the steps to take to be successful? So, I know that's part of your um, part of the priorities for the Lancaster County Republican Party. So, walk us through that process if somebody's interested and in, in, uh, just wants to take that next step. Yeah, that's a great question, and I would say that if they're asking themselves those questions, um, then there's a real possibility that they'd make a great candidate. Um, but I, I understand it because when when we think about politics, it's, it seems like this far off thing and, and you know, only the right people with the right connections and the right money could ever be elected. Right pedigree. Yeah, yeah. all the right things. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I've heard over and over and over again is that we need more regular people uh to run and to and to be candidates and to uh be elected officials because that you know regular people is who our community is made right. up of um so uh w- what i would say is if if somebody's thinking about it um go to our website look at uh look at the the platform and say hey is this uh uh, do I align with these values, right? Uh, if you're Republican or if you're independent, uh, um, think to yourself, do I align with these Republican values? Because if, if you do, then the Republican Party is probably a pretty good place for you. Um, the next step would be to contact us at the office. Um, you could do that through the website or our, um, our phone number, uh, 402-858-2877. And, you know, we've got a little packet for you. Um, it has our platform. It has our, uh, our, 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 our Republican constitution. It would have our, um, uh, it's part of the endorsement process um, because uh, as the party, we want to endorse people. Uh, we want to endorse Republican candidates that align with the platform, not just, oh, uh, they, they, they just have an R by their name, right. uh, but they don't really align with the platform. Um, so, so, but if you do align with the platform, then that's exactly the type of person we do want to endorse. And then, um, and, and then you would have access to those resources, uh, and, uh, and help. Uh, along the way. Mm-hmm. You talk about regular people. You know, I've over the last year or so, we were talking before the show started. I'm kind of new um, to the whole political realm. I've been able to watch it from the outside, engaged in the topics, right? And engage what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. But as far as being involved specifically within the political uh, world, that that's totally new to me. And you talk about regular people. I've been able to interview some great candidates, um, some great officials that are serving our uh, our city, our county, and our state. And one thing that I've noticed from a few of them is they've said, you know what? I never intended to be a politician. Mm-hmm. I ran because I saw a need. I had the experience where I knew I could help. And then I made that decision to work, uh, you know, to, to work within the political realm and also then to engage, which I think is really fascinating to me because it goes back to what you said. It's like 
everyday people getting involved in the political process rather than just somebody being, you know, elected and then they're there for 20 years. Right. And it's just part of maybe their job versus really trying to, to help and serve the, the community around them. Yeah, and I guess from the party's perspective, what a shame if a person who has the the knowledge and experience and a regular person that would like to uh, serve their community as an elected official, what a shame if they weren't able to be elected because they lacked the resources right. to do it. And so from my perspective um, of the party, is it's our job to give that person the resources um, to to get them over the finish line and not to run their campaign because these campaigns, they have their own campaign people and they yeah. have their own um, uh, funds and they a lot of them, they they, they do so much on their own. Um, so I, I don't want it to give you the feel that Oh, the party just does everything for you. Right. Because you're the one, you know, knocking on doors and you're pounding the pavement and you're doing a lot of that work. Um, but we, there is a lot that we can do as well. And, and, and as a party perspective, I want to do everything that we can to help that, that person get elected. Now on the website, you're putting out like a monthly newsletter. And one of the things I noticed at the end of the newsletter is you have board and commission openings, which I thought was interesting because it gives, people an idea of what's actually happening or what's coming up that they could actually participate in. Maybe it's that first step for them to be able to participate. Yeah, that's exactly right. And a, a lot of people, um, they don't see themselves as uh, elected officials, right? Mm -hmm. I, I could never do that. I, I'm not sure I could ever do that, right? Because I'd have to run, I'd have to campaign, I'd have to fundraise, all the things. But there's also a lot of places that you can serve your community yeah. um, that don't require uh, candidating for a specific race, right? There's lots of boards and commissions that are appointed, um, some by the governor, um, others by other elected officials within the county. And uh, that's a great place to just dip your toe in, serve your community, serve on that elected board, see uh, see what it's like um, without all the extra peripheral things. And that's a great uh just just proving point to see hey is this for me do i like serving my my uh my community in this way cuz many of the responsibilities of an elected official have overlap there right where you're sitting on a board or you're sitting on a council or you're sitting um uh and you're you're required to to hear from the community what mm -hmm. the need is or what the problem is you're to collaborate with the others on your board and vote in a specific way right and maybe even say a little bit about why you're voting that way and and so uh it's a great way to get your feet wet and and yes uh a lot of those things you can just apply for and if you if you fit then um and you could just be appointed to that. And there's a wide range of opportunity. I mean, all the way from Brain Injury Oversight Committee to the Nebraska Council on Developmental Disabilities to the Board of Barber Examiners. Mm -hmm. I mean, and everything else in between, which I, which new to me. And it's, I think it's a great resource for people to be aware of. All right. Let's look at some of these uh, key races that we have coming up. Um, you know, one that's really heating up is the county attorney race. You got Pat, Pat Congdon and, um, Adam Moorfield. Um, talk about that a little bit. Why is that race so important right now? Well, that's right. It couldn't be any hotter. Um, that's uh, maybe one of the, the maybe one of the most important races, especially in the county. Um, there might not be a race that af will affect our daily lives more than that race. And you know, the way I look at it, here you have a here you have uh, an experienced attorney who's been doing the job for twenty years. And uh, some of the feedback uh, for for Condon is. Uh, People, people maybe don't know 
they they haven't heard a lot about Condon, right? Because it's sort of like if if uh, it's sort of like your garbage man. If he's doing a good job, you probably don't know what his name is. It just the garbage gets taken out, and you know. But if 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 everyone's talking about this guy's name, it's probably something bad is going on mm-hmm. in your in your county. Um, so uh, the the thing I like about Condon is. He doesn't try to make the laws himself, right? He says, I trust the Capitol and the process at the legislative branch to make the laws. And once they hand me the laws, I will execute those laws um, as best of my ability. Um, and so, the, so that's the thing I like about Condon. They, I, I, I was able to hear from his opponent. And basically what I took from it was, Moorfield said, I will decide which laws that I want to prosecute and which laws I don't. And I will decide who I will prosecute and who I won't. And so the thing that struck me is here's a guy that spent eight years as in the legislative branch, the, 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 the body that makes the laws. And, and he had opportunity to, to make good laws better, to get rid of bad laws, to introduce good laws. And, after eight years, he says, I don't want to do any of that. I want to, I want to be the law. Mm-hmm. I want to personally decide which laws I will, I will have and which laws I won't. But the thing that really struck me is I saw, uh, I saw in a mailer came the other day that over 600 times he, he didn't push a button for vote. He didn't vote. Over eight years, 600 times, he did not vote to make a good law better or get rid of a bad law. And so I, th- I just thought to myself, if you've had 600 opportunities and the threshold is pushing a button on your desk, which is harder, that or uh, need to prosecute something and you have to come up with your case, pick a jury trial, take the case to court and get a conviction – uh, if over 600 times you couldn't even push a button on your desk and now you want to be the, the, the law, but, but to do that, you have this huge workload of getting a conviction. Oh man, that, that just rubs me the wrong way. Well, it's uh, 548. We're talking with the chairman of Lancaster County Republican Party, Samuel Lyon, on 1499.3 KLIM. Let's shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about the Nebraska Department of Education. Um, we had five state senators uh, come out calling for an investigation regarding a launched Nebraska website. Now, they're alleging um, that they have uncovered documents that show that the department has been promoting critical race theory and sex ed standards. Now, we've got an uh, election across the state for um, the State Board of Education. Uh, in District 5, we have Kirk uh, Penner, mm-hmm. who, who really has been kind of that person who stepped up and said, listen, um, there's some sex ed um, things going on that we really need to put a stop on for just a second so we can discuss these and have parents and local school boards in control. Let's talk about that. What about the um, the current races for the State Board of Education? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a place where we haven't had a spotlight on in the past. And every time... Uh, Kirk or or someone else shines a spotlight on what's happening in the schools. It's automatic. Oh, that's not happening. There's no CRT in the schools. Oh, there's no comprehensive sex education in the schools. But what we see is constantly we see it coming in on the fringes, coming in on the edges, and they'll say, "Oh, that book is not in the schools. That's not in any Nebraska schools." No, that. And then, oh, well, yeah, it actually was at that place. Okay, well, uh, and so you constantly see that. Oh, this is not happening. And then, okay, yeah, well, yeah, they are talking about. Uh, we're, we are asking students to consider their white privilege, or uh, uh, we are. 
Yeah, there is that one teacher who's um, who's giving extra credit if they do a, a report on this book that's in the school library. But it's not part of the curriculum, but it kind of is if you're giving extra credit to, to do it. So that's a that's a thing that we haven't had a spotlight on. I'm so glad that we have uh, we have can conservative candidates stepping up to shine a spotlight on that. And there's a lot of uh, school board races in the county. I mean, I was looking at the list. You've got Waverly, Malcolm Norris, Pomara, Raymond, Crete, Wilbur, Claytonia, Milford, Freeman. So there are a lot of school board um, seats to be filled um, this election round. Yeah, for several reasons. One, um, you know, what a disservice to our kids over the last couple of years, um, both in uh telling them they can't come to school, right? And so they're sitting at home eight hours a day staring at a screen. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've done some Zoom classes. <laughs> and after about three hours, I'm maxed out. That's I'm maxed about, out after 20-minute meetings. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> that. but eight hours a day, day after day after day. Um Man, what a what a disservice that we've done. Um, and that's not, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg for what's for what has happened. So there's yeah, there's a lot of parents that are concerned and they they they're not getting what they paid for in tax dollars and and they want a better product. And so, yeah, they're they're running for these school boards. And I think a lot of times they went and talked to these school boards and they got ignored. Mm. Uh, they got poo pooed. They didn't get listened to. And so, yeah. What 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 do you expect? They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna run, and they're gonna uh, get some things changed for the for the hardworking parents of Lancaster County. Mm -hmm. Well, there's uh, also been some uh, action heating up for the Lincoln mayoral race uh, next year. State Senator Suzanne Geist announced her candidacy in candidacy in September. Stan Parker just announced his just a few weeks ago, uh, running against the current mayor, uh, Larry Gaylor uh, Baird. So let's talk about that. You've got uh, obviously it's a nonpartisan right uh, position technically mm -hmm. we've got two republicans right now and a democrat uh, how is that race heating up at this point well you know it, it's great to have two candidates two conservative candidates for mayor and no wonder um there's such a high demand uh for a new mayor uh, of what we've seen over the last couple of years um it, it's exciting that we've that we've got a lot of interest in it i'm really excited about our two candidates uh and uh, you know, I, people want safe communities. Um, people want, uh, businesses that are, that are allowed to, uh, be open. People want, uh, people don't want riots in the street. Right. Um, you know, previous, uh, uh, previous elections have been about the potholes, uh, which are still there. <laughs> um, and, uh, added to that snow that's not being removed or only half the street instead of, you know, all of it. We're getting ready for that season again. I, I, I sure hope that we get the whole street plowed this winter instead of just half of it. Um, but, but when you've got rioters in the street, when you've got, um, the kind of the attack that we've had and the lawlessness that we've seen, wow, what, what, uh, uh no wonder that we have such strong, uh, um, strong interest to, uh, for, for the mayor race. Well, what's interesting to me is um, this is a quick turnaround race. I mean, it's coming up fairly quick. Uh, we're going to have a primary, I believe, in April, if that's correct. Yep, April in the, 4th. In the general right, 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 right away in May. Yep. So how does that work since you have three candidates right now running? How will that work uh, through the process? Yeah, so uh, nonpartisan top two vote getters will move forward to the general 
right? And uh, we've got two great candidates. Um, uh, I'll be interested to see uh, if uh, the Democrats uh, want to put forward any uh, uh, common sense uh, candidates to primary the current mayor. That would be that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, the top two vote getters would move forward and um, and and then face off at the general, mm-hmm. uh, along with city council races and also LPS. So there's quite a bit thing coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, and um, you know, we we've already met with uh, you know mayor candidates. We've met with candidates um, interested at uh, the city council level. Um, you know, there's three LPS uh, uh, races coming up: um, two, four, and six dist- districts. Two, four, and six. So yeah, we're we're getting excited about it. So November after November eighth. You don't slow down. You're not going to take a break. You're going to go right into that next next world. Uh, I've negotiated for for one day off, and <laughs> and, and, and and then back and then you to work. Go right back to work. Yep, yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in uh, again. How can people get in touch with you if they want to get to more information or get involved? Yeah. So our Facebook page, Lancaster County Republican Party or LCRP, uh, ne dot org, or uh, call the office four zero two eight five eight. Two eight seven seven. Samuel, awesome. Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate all the great information. I think it's going to be helpful to our listeners and obviously uh, as we get ready over the next few weeks for the November 8th election. So thanks for coming in. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Johnny. You bet. It's 555. We're going to take our final break uh, before we wrap things up. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, at 558, currently 73. Feels like 75 outside on Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the Commander's going to be back tomorrow for a Frogman Friday. So get your phones ready to go. Get him on speed dial so you can check it out. All right, Husker Sports, one more time. Husker football team has a bye week this week. The next game will be Saturday, October 29th against Illinois. Kickoff set for 2.30. Pregame starts at 10.30 right here on KLIN. You can also listen to us on the 1400 and 99.3 KLIN app as well. Um, the third Husker volleyball team on a roll, beating number 12 Purdue last night. It was a super, super match. I loved watching that last night. Uh, it's really exciting. They're on a big win streak, 10 wins. Uh, five opponents of the last ones, um, they've just um, annihilated. Uh, so it's been really cool. The next game they have is against Illinois Saturday night. First serve, start, uh, first serve starts at 6, pregame at 5.30. And you can hear that here on KLIN as well. All right, well, Saturday on the One Shot, One Life show, we've got licensed professional counselor Jennifer Thume. I'm excited to have her in. She's president and CEO of Haven professional counseling in Pennsylvania, where they're doing some pretty amazing and life-changing counseling. I host a podcast series with her called Kids, Crisis, and Conversation back in the pandemic, and I'm excited to bring her on. Um, Her focus is marriage and family counseling. She's going to help us navigate through the challenges of family life. She's got seven tips to help us out, so check us out. One Shot, One Life every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. here on KLIN. You can also listen to the KLIN app. Well, again, thank you so much for tuning in to Drive Time Lincoln today. We appreciate that. If you want to catch the recording of today's show or past shows, simply head on over to our website at KLIN.com or use the KLIN app. A big thanks to our guest today, Samuel Lyon, and also Johnny Cadillac for producing the show. This is KLIN at 1499.3.